Where the fuck have you been? We've been sitting here waiting for you for like three hours. It's about time you show up. Um, Two oddity (laughs) files, the podcast. I'm Kitsy Duncan. I'm Nick Floyd. And, you know, let's fucking do this already. God, you guys are so rude. Just kidding. Love you all. (laughs) I wish everybody who was listening could see, could, I mean, because I get to look at you digitally for an hour, which is great. Uh, But unlike most weeks, you have this like, vikings type like goddess braid going on in the front and it is glorious do you do you want to know the story behind it it'll <laughs> be do. super quick it'll be super quick i so, do i need to know now i watched home before dark um on apple tv here recently which is a really 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 fun watch it's you know mystery crime murder but like from a child's aspect who is like in it as a journalist, quote unquote, so fun. Watch it. Check it out. Um, but she had this little bangy um, braid going on. And I'm like, you know, my bangs are always in my face whenever I'm recording for my paranormal show. I'm like, I wonder if I can pull it up. I mean, she was eight. But I'm like, I wonder if I can pull it off at 50. But Nick, you have confirmed that I can. So thank you very much. Oh, 100%. And anybody who's on the Patreon who who can watch this later uh, will also agree with me because I don't I don't view it as like an eight-year-old thing. I view it as like you look like, uh, what was it? What's the shield maiden? Was it Lagatha or whatever from Vikings, from the show Vikings? Oh, I haven't watched it yet. I need no. to. That's what, you were, I, that's what it reminds me of. I'm mostly Swedish and Native American. So, I mean, oh. it goes with either. So. Yeah, it's natural. It's a natural look, and I love it. Keep Thank doing you. it. Don't change. Thank you. Um, I know you've got all the updates with, is it Mysterious Nashville or Weird mm-hmm. Nashville? I mean, yeah, whatever you want it to be, but Mysterious Nashville is is who they deem themselves as. Okay, so real quick, I got to go over all my stuff and all my things. Guys, my Kickstarter, and by my Kickstarter, I mean mine, KJ, and Tiffany's Kickstarter is in full swing right now. Um, And if you want to see me making a fool of myself for an entire month with all the videos we're pushing out, definitely head on over to Paranormal X Road on Facebook, or PX Roadies is the group, and... So we did some filming. This guy, KJ knows, has a full-on TARDIS built in his basement. The inside. Oh, shit. And the Star Trek bridge. And the, the um, uh, I call it the beam me up Scotty thing. The trans the, something. Oh, the trans. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know. So we did quirky, fun, ridiculous ghost hunting, the TARDIS and um, the Enterprise videos for everyone to watch. So this is we're a weekend. So you've probably missed a couple. So head on over to Paranormal X Road on the Facebook and check all those out. Also, tickets are still up for sale at popcon.us for the live filming of Paranormal Crossroad. And Tiffany is doing a gallery reading, people. This is oh. super fun. 
super amazing. I've not seen her do a gallery reading, but I'm picturing it as the most magical and fucking rock star thing on the planet to watch my girl do her thing. So it's Friday, July 9th in Indianapolis at the Indianapolis Convention Center. So again, tickets are available at popcon.us. And Nick, this this involves you, a friend of mine, Sharon Legros. She's actually part of my publishing company for my book, I'd Rather Talk to Dead People. Might want to check that out on Amazon. She and her friends just released a movie on all the stuff and all the things. I'm going to bring up this photo so I don't screw this up. It's available on Apple TV, Prime Video, Google Play, Microsoft, iTunes, Vudu, and my fucking glasses. I can't read this other. <laughs> Fandango now. Didn't even know that was a thing. Just learned that. But it's called On the Trail of Bigfoot, The Journey. Uh, right up my alley. Yeah. So that is available as of the time of this recording. And Nick, for you, I think it's tonight. Oh, heck yeah. Well, I need to look out for that. Yeah. So, and they, they do some fun stuff that's on prime um, where they search for UFOs and things like that as well. But uh, Shannon is amazing. I love her to pieces. So yes, that's all the things I had to talk about. I did watch the conjuring. I know you did not. So I may not talk about that until you watch it, but I know you've got all the stuff and all the things. We'll see where we are time-wise. Yeah. Tell us more well, about, uh, well, not weird Nashville, but magical. <laughs> ma no, fuck. <laughs> well, I do have to, um, I do have to ask, and we don't have to get super deep into it, but according to the story that you told on the podcast and the movie, did they heavily fictionalize the, the movie version of the story? It's, <sighs> yes. I mean, it's Hollywood. But I will say it is, as a filmmaker, Nick, it is so fucking beautifully shot. It's They all have stunning. been. Yes, I love it. I love it. I love it. It's, it's sensationalized, but they tried, you know. Yeah. And they did get a little bit into, you know, how Ed and Lorraine met. And, it, and I said in a past podcast, that's shit I want to know about those two. Until, yep. you know, I wrote the story and found out about the bullshit. Anyway, not even going to get into it. It was beautiful. It was magical. Those two playing Ed and Lorraine are so great. Oh, they really they're are. phenomenal. Yeah, that's the thing. The Conjuring movies are so different because they are beautifully shot. Uh, they're not like any other horror movies that that we're used to seeing. And and Vera Farminga and uh, Patrick, uh, that guy, they're great. <laughs> They really Sorry. Are. truly, yeah. truly are. Well, good. Well, I'm glad so you enjoyed it then. I did. I did. Yeah. And I, I went into it knowing that, you know, it's not going to be the story I read. And it was fun. And it's got yeah. the little kid from um, the haunting Hill House. of yeah. Hill House, who's freaking adorable. And uh, the guy who plays Arnie was great. He's a handsome young man. And uh, the girl who plays his girlfriend was really great as well. Um, but yeah, they, they don't go into the trial really. Um, mm -hmm. they go into pretty much after the demons have been released from the little boy, mm, okay. all 46 of them, but they, they Which, didn't say there was 46 of them. 
That makes sense because, you know, the, it's the conjuring. They're not going to spend a movie on the trial. And I'm glad they didn't ground it too much in reality with the trial stuff. I, I was like, how are they going to handle this? So there's a part of me that's it's good to hear that they didn't lean into that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is which is very good. How traumatized is that kid from Hill House going to be, right? Like <laughs> all the shit that he's done, like how traumatized. He's either going to be the most balanced human being on the planet or he's going to be a hot Britney Spears mess. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, The Conjuring came out, and before I jump into the Mysterious Nashville stuff, another thing that came out this weekend that's very up our alley uh, is uh, based on a comic. It's called Sweet Tooth. It's a new show on Netflix. Isn't it Robert Downey Jr. and his wife produced it? Yeah, they produced it based on a comic. And let me tell you, I'm 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 watching it with my daughter, and it is so enjoyable. It's a little eerie to watch because a lot of it is it's a pandemic that happens, and the pandemic wipes out a lot of the population. <laughs> they have to like socially distance, and they're wearing masks and all that stuff. But it also brings um, during the pandemic there it like all of a sudden these deer or not deer these uh, animal hybrid babies just show up. They're really the hum- cute. I've seen them oh, on the tweeters. Uh, they are adorable. I've t- like I could literally watch the Gus, the main character, who's half deer, half boy. His little ears. I could watch like ten episodes of just his ears reacting to stuff. I love it. It's the cutest thing. But I highly recommend it. I'm only six episodes in uh, of eight, I believe, and it's just it, it's very fun. It's fun for the whole family. It gets a little heavy and a little dark, but I mean, it's family content. If you watch WandaVision, you can watch this shit too. Yeah. But it's it's great. I mean. Very, I don't know. It, it it leans into the weird so heavily and beautifully that it's just really refreshing to watch something that's so weird but also easy to follow um, happening right now. So I'm all and I love it. that somebody as mainstream as Robert Junior Robert Downey Jr. is doing something off the wall. Yep, it yes. makes me so happy because I've had a crush on him since Weird Science. I am not gonna lie. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that he saw something in this and decided to uh, make something of it and, and convince Netflix to do this. And the show is, again, like you said with The Conjuring, show's beautiful to look at. I mean, it is vibrant and just poppy and the soundtrack is great. And it's just, oh. I don't know, it's very great. I, I can't say enough good things about it. So The Conjuring soundtrack is like some good shit, too. Of course, like I 60s, right? Uh, 80s. Oh, hell yeah. That's my jam. (laughs) Hell yeah. That's my jam, too. Speaking of weird science. (laughs) All right. So Mysterious Nashville happened this weekend. Uh, And and just to recap what has been, if if this is the first time, if you skipped whatever we talked about at the beginning, uh, Flyers showed up in Nashville about a month ago saying, are you looking for something, you know, at this door and you take it. And it it basically has been like a geocache experience where you follow coordinates uh, and the coordinates lead you to like, an email or a phone number or whatever. And that's been pretty much it. It's just been solving puzzles. We found a website. We've interacted with them on, on Instagram. They're mysterious Nashville on Instagram. They speak in character. The day after we recorded the podcast on Tuesday, I got an email. I had an assumption that we would be meeting. Uh, we'd be going public somewhere. And right. the email read as the white follows. Hats, right? The white hats. It was, yeah. They, they wear white hats, wear a white hat to say that you're one of us, yada, yada, yada. And the email came through uh, Wednesday night and it said, there's something we would like you to do on either six, five or six, six, no sooner between 12 and nine, find yourself at nine, four, eight main street, which was a bar called the crazy gnome brewery. A gnome, which was so 
fucking you. I couldn't even stand it. It was great. Uh, wear a white hat if you wish to make yourself known. This is not mandatory. Time will come for us to gather in mass, but that time is yet to arrive. Your instructions are as follows. Order a mysterious beer. Be sure to pay close, close attention to what you're given. Finish your beverage. Hydration is key and this step is crucial. When you're ready to leave before exiting the building, look beneath the boardwalk. Inside, you'll find what you need. So... Uh, I have a Discord. We all coordinated that we were going to get there. A large group of us went at 12 o'clock. Everyone was masked up. It was nice. Like, this is a very like-minded group of people. We all went, ordered the beer. They gave us a coaster. The coaster had uh, an eye drawn on it in Sharpie and the words, good job, written on it. Aww. And we're like, maybe this is the end. Maybe this is finally it. This is it. Because they're, they're up to this point. There's been no storyline. There's been no plot. It's all just been puzzles and mysterious Nashville. And that's all we know. And so looking under the boardwalk, there's a there's a table in the back of the bar that's a Monopoly uh, board built into a table. Okay. So under the boardwalk, there's a drawer that pulled under out of the table. Under the boardwalk, <laughs> down by the sea. Sorry. You're so musical. <laughs> uh, and uh, in the drawer was a QR code, and you take a picture of the QR code, and it led to a website. And on that website... We had to solve a couple equations. One equation led to a phone number. That phone number led to like a Hall and Oates uh, phone line where you could listen to music. Man Eater. Uh, it was Private Eyes was oh, the song. Are watching to. you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very convenient. And so we had to do something with the phone number to plug some things in to make coordinates. And those coordinates led us underneath uh, in this sort of like drain pipe underneath the road. And underneath the road, I told was a you you cl- were going to get murdered, <laughs> but you're not. You're here. Spoilers. I'm still here. Sorry. <laughs> uh, underneath the road was a clock, a clock sitting on a rock underneath the road. And it says on the website, beneath the street, there's a clock. Take turns and whisper a secret to the clock. Be sure to adjust the time after each secret is shared with the clock. Pay no attention to the graffiti on the walls. So we all hopped in our cars, drove about 15 minutes away climb down this ravine essentially into this very long, very dark, very muddy and gross and unsafe tunnel. Okay. And we picked up the clock. There were probably 30 of us that were in this tunnel, which was great. <laughs> it's great. And are, are, are you not picturing a scene from it? It's okay, basically it. That's basically <laughs> what it was. Like Pennywise was watching from afar and so written on the walls a bunch of times was the phrase jacob is dot in dot trouble and it was written 10 times on the wall and uh one time on the clock i feel like there's a storyline now Mm, there is and so after we we didn't know what to do we were like what do we do what do we do uh not dot in dot trouble led to an instagram page and that instagram page was of a young man named Jacob. Jacob. <gasps> um, I'm covered in goosebumps now. This is exactly what we wanted. I mean, oh, he wanted. 100%. And like on his page, there's a picture of a tree. And in the tree is like a goblin creature. No. Um, apparently, the storyline as of this moment is mis- before Mysterious Nashville, Mysterious Anchorage took place. And in Mysterious Anchorage, they, at the end of the experiment or whatever, they sent all their participants to a different dimension. They could, that was a choice that they had to like experience a cult. (laughs) It does feel a little culty. And apparently Jacob was the 12th participant to go. He wanted to go to dimension eight, 
which is like a party dimension, and he got sent to dimension 0.008, and he's the only one there. It's my luck. (laughs) He has a phone. He can communicate with us, but the Instagram messages are all like jumbled, which is a really cool effect. Yes. It's... It's insane. So we've basically spent the last, it's Tuesday today, we spent the last three days in the Discord sharing screenshots, talking to Jacob, finding out how he got there, why he got there, what he can tell us. Oh, are you guys DMing him? Oh, yeah. He answers everybody. I love this. This is exactly what you wanted, and I'm so happy for you. It's it's amazing. Um, the, the whole entire experience has been fantastic. And like Mysterious Nashville, we kind of think they might be bad guys now because they've lied to us a couple times. Uh, but I did ask them. I said, are there any dimensions where Bigfoot roam freely? Because <laughs> that's where you want to go. <laughs> and they said, there are several. And I responded with, Give me whatever paperwork I need to sign. I will do it right now if you send me there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god, that's so magical. So it, um, we we have some theories right now as to what's happening. We're not really sure what exactly is going on. But Jacob has said that that we've sent him pictures of the handwriting, and he's like, "I didn't write that, but that looks just like my handwriting." So we think there's some interdimensional shit where like he's going to come back tomorrow or on on um, uh, Thursday is a solar eclipse. Okay. And we think that the solar eclipse is going to get him back here and he's going to come back to our past right on the wall to tell us to find him and we're going to be living in his future and he's basically going to be living in our past. Oh my God. This it's is just beautiful. a theory. It's just a theory, but it has been, um, it's been amazing. I, I, I wish so, so much that, that this was something that was open to, uh, for many people to participate in all over the country. Yeah. Um, because it's getting us all out. It's getting us to work together. We're talking to each other. Um, but the numbers, Nashville. Oh yeah. Like why Nashville? I don't know, but the numbers definitely dwindled when people, saw like there was a goblin involved and interdimensional shit. There were a lot of people that were like, I'm done. I'm out. Was I'm, it I don't- <laughs> Satan? <laughs> yeah, it was the devil. Um, Fucking Bible belt. Yeah. It, but there were people, I mean, there were people we, I watched people walk up to the, to, to the tunnel and they saw how steep it was. And they were like, okay, I'm done. And then they were done. And that was it. They but just walked away. Invested at that point, I oh. would be sliding down on my ass probably. To yeah. get there, because once I'm invested, I, we have the same obsessive personality. So, I'm. Uh, I actually just got word right now uh, that the clock is still in the tunnels. One of the Discorder folks went to go check to see if it was still there because Mysterious Nashville has said the clock has always been there. Uh, we didn't put the clock there; it's always been there. And da 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 da. It's been there since before you guys were born, since the beginning of time. Da 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 da. And so we're like, someone should go check. And so I guess just now someone did. Oh, uh, wow. you're you're hearing it live that someone oh, did. My, well, I am. They aren't. <laughs> yeah, no, they are. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's it's been amazing. One of the last things I'll say is that I woke up Sunday morning with a message from them, a DM on Instagram, okay. and they asked me what my shoe size was. Well, that's an interesting question. Yeah, and I told them very quickly. Like I didn't even hesitate. I was like, yeah. boom, here. Um, and they were like, we've noted this for our records. I was like, what? 
I love it. So, and someone else in the Discord DM them and they're like, why do you need uh, someone's shoe size? And they're like, that's between us and the participant. I was like, oh, shit. So you were the only one that got asked? Yeah. Oh, shit. So it's been, uh, I- I'm going to try some thrift, thrift store Nikes. Some sneakers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it, again, it's been amazing. I'll try Rolling to. Shoes. This was a very lengthy update. I imagine this coming weekend will be a shorter one. Um, but it's just been. But I'm here for it. See, I don't care how long it takes. And listeners, <laughs> I think they feel the exact same way I do. Hope so. Hopefully it's entertaining. Uh, one thing, uh, people in the Discord asked me if I was in on it because someone caught that I was the co-host of a podcast called Oddity Files. And uh, they asked uh, there was some some trust issues that came up uh, this weekend saying, are you in on this? Are you putting this together? Because you co-host a podcast called Oddity Files, which is great if you're a new listener. Hello. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, people like didn't trust me for like an hour. <laughs> I mean, it's the internet. There is zero trust There's, on the internet but, right now. But we all trust each other. And this community has been so beautiful in Discord because like someone... Someone was like, I need help. Like, I can't come today because this happened. And then someone else from the Discord's like, hey, whatever you need, I'm here to help you. Oh. Like with shit that's unrelated to what's happening with with the mysterious Nashville stuff. And so it's it's just been after a year, you know, 15 months of like isolation and sadness and just not knowing what's going on anywhere. It's it's really cool to see like a community of people who are participating in the weirdest fucking thing that I've probably ever done. And I've done some real weird shit. Uh, same yeah no that's absolutely fucking amazing and i'm i'm just so happy because i think i i got the vibe from you when you were talking about it last week that you were just so afraid it was just gonna fizzle out yeah there was a part of me that was slightly concerned i I think none of us really knew it was gonna happen like in order to do these things you you can only keep people's attention if you're like boom go to this this uh these coordinates this week or Boom, go walk and f- solve this puzzle. Like people, people's attention is you have to earn it and mm-hmm. you have to keep earning it if you want to contain or c- continue to have their attention. It's, it's so valuable these days. And so I, I was worried, but I mean, they brought the weird, they went from zero to 100 yes. this weekend and it was a beautiful, beautiful thing. So we'll see what this weekend has to hold. I think there's a lot of questions. A lot of people are, the fact that they've brought goblins into play and all this shit, like it's just been, you know, we just, we'll see what happens. I so. mean, the most important question is, is had you been to the gnome bar before? No, they just opened. Oh, okay. Perfect. Oh, and the best part about the gnome brewery is after, uh, after we had done it last night or Sunday night, the owner of the brewery was actually in the discord and he was like, surprise, I've been in the discord where participants, I just want to let you guys know, thank you for coming. But also the way this was all put together was that mysterious Nashville sent them cryptic DMS in via Instagram and said, we want you to be a part of this. This is what we need you to do. And they dropped the coasters off overnight. No No human showed up. They sent them a file of the QR code and said, print this and put it right here. Wow. And that was it. Super cryptic, and the bar was just like, "All right, cool, let's do it." <laughs> I love it. They're my new favorite people. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's it's been uh, 
it's been great. And again, the Discord's public. So if any listeners just want to follow along, we have a lot of people in there who are from out of state, sort of living vicariously through everybody. So it's welcome. Uh, you're, it's open to everybody. You're welcome to join. It is public. And uh, I highly recommend it because it's just us sitting up at like nine o'clock at night talking weird fucking interdimensional time travel theories, just like going in being like, oh, but if this, 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 it's, it's, yeah. Highly recommended. This, this just went full circle and it took me, you know, 25 minutes to figure it out from TARDIS filming to interdimensional mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and the eclipse. Love Everything's that. a coincidence. Um, yes, it absolutely. There is no such thing as a coincidence. <laughs> all I'm <laughs> this saying is meant to happen. I don't know. Jess is probably going to disagree with me. Let's find out. Jess hit it. Hey there, oddballs. It's Jess from Misfortune Astrology here with your weekly energy forecast. This coming week is the most active one we will have for all of June. I know, I know, it feels like the planets have been active all month, but they really haven't been. You just have an eclipse hangover. Trust me, I feel you on that. Most notably, we have three direction changes coming up. Jupiter spins retrograde on Sunday the 20th, Mercury spins direct on Tuesday the 22nd, and Neptune spins retrograde on Friday the 25th. Each of these is a massive shift in its own right. The combined effect of all three happening within five days of each other will have us collectively questioning which end is up. Jupiter retrograde is great for spiritual and philosophical reflection. He measures our growth, and when he retrogrades, it's a time to take stock of how far we've come in the area of life through which he's been traveling. Mercury direct signals the end to delays and rampant miscommunications that have been dogging us all of June. And while his return to forward motion is certainly a welcome change, caution is still advised. He won't exit his shadow until July 9th. That is when the cycle ends. Heed my warning or don't, but just know that I've seen a lot of people get screwed by jumping the gun and assuming his bullshit ends as soon as he spins direct. It does not. And finally, Neptune retrograde is good for stripping away all illusions. We all have a tendency to fall victim to false realities every now and again. Some of us actually live in a fantasy world full time. Neptune's backspin makes it hard to keep those rose-colored glasses on any longer. As for the rest of the week, the sun moves into Cancer on Sunday, marking the official start of summer here in the Northern Hemisphere. Get those tissues ready. I'm kidding, kind of. Cancer is the most sensitive sign in the Zodiac, and they're known for letting their emotions take the lead. Luckily, we won't have a pig pile of planets in there this year. Mars has already come and gone, Venus will be gone by the 27th, and Mercury is still a ways away. And the season kicks off nicely with some sweet aspects to Jupiter. The sun trines Jupiter on Wednesday the 23rd, bringing luck, optimism, confidence, and enthusiasm. This is one of the best transits ever, so really get out and enjoy it. The next day, Thursday the 24th, brings the full moon at 3 degrees of Capricorn. This lunation is forming a sextile to Jupiter. So even though full moons tend to be emotional times, you can expect a heaping dose of cheerfulness to accompany this one. Full moons are for releasing any unmet goals and letting go of attachment to outcomes. This may be tougher than usual in the Capricorn sector of your chart, since Capricorn is the most ambitious sign and basically doesn't know how to take no for an answer. But this guy says that you've accomplished as much as you're going to accomplish in this go-round. With retrograde season now in full effect, it's time to pull back, evaluate, and prepare for your next phase of growth. If you're interested in what the stars have to say for you, please check out my website at misfortuneastrology.com. I offer many different types of tarot and astrology readings, and you can also help support my small business by checking out my shop, where I sell handmade crystal jewelry, candles, and lots of other cool merch. For daily horoscopes and plenty of inappropriate humor, come find me on social media at Misfortune1111. Ciao for now.
Look at that segue. (laughs) (laughs) And Jess, girl, I appreciate you. I keep stealing. I keep naming our episodes every time we're recording. And then I just steal the name, something she says from her astrology, astrology (laughs) because she's so fucking witty. Anywho. So I have some paranormal in the news. This was sent to me from our dear friend. I think it was Ursula in the Oddity Files Facebook group. It's just called Oddity Files fan group. You guys can find all our stuff and all our things at flow.page dot. I mean, slash Oddity Files. Now, did I read this before this moment? Absolutely not. But I did notice that it's very Norwegian-ish. So I'm going to fuck up some names. It's like a hardy darty tar name. <laughs> this comes from Rajevik Grapevine, R E Y K J A V I K Grapevine.is. A rather strange video was posted on Instagram yesterday depicting what could be interpreted as a possible cryptid in Iceland. Oh. Cryptid being a creature. We know what a fucking cryptid is. <laughs> Icelandic rapper Vegas Hauser Herpty Derp and Fever Dream Official on Instagram. So those of you listening and Nick pull up Fever Dream Official on Instagram posted the clip on her page. It shows the Dedifoss waterfall almost right at the edge of a cliff. Zooming into the rushing water, but not before some odd movement can be seen just over the rocky edge. What appears to be a dark little figure figure, figure is revealed to be moving right over the brink of a rock, although its shape is near impossible to determine. In her post, Vigdis writes that she hadn't noticed this little creature, dot, 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 looking like the girl from the ring in the video until after uh no drones no birds no plastic bags what is it question mark question mark she writes in a conversation with feta balaha ha ha hoo vigdis <laughs> says that she's not claiming that whatever she filmed is some elf but that it's a bit freaky She claims the video was not intended to turn out this way. She had been traveling with her boyfriend in the area and said that day there were only a few people around at the waterfall and that the conditions of the area would have made it impossible for anyone to climb around in there. According to the report, Vigdis does not intend to claim that there is anything supernatural going on, but the video is interesting and that is why she decided to publish it. Did you look at her Instagram handle? Fever Um, Dream. Fever Dream Official. Oh, official. Oh, here we go. So, how long ago was this? I just see a bunch of like butt pictures. Oh, sorry. Is this the Um, right person? Oh, here we go. See the rocks and the waterfall? Oh, whoa. What the frig? Right? Whoa. Hold up. It literally looks like a little gnome or alien or fairy or something it kind of looks <sighs> i mean it could be a garbage bag but i think it, let's see hang on i mean potentially it looks kind of like creepy-ish but also looks like a plastic bag 
Yeah, someone He's said that it looks hot, by the way. I'm looking at these pictures of her. <laughs> it, it was such a jarring thing. Like I was expecting something different on the Instagram when I opened it up and I was like, there are a lot of butts on this Instagram. This is not this is this is not what I was expecting at all. Do you have the date she posted that so people know? Oh, August 12th, yes. 2020. The while ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's um in the beginning of the video on the far left, you can see a secondary thing that's not moving as much. So I think it's part of the fact that there's flowing water against rocks. It, it feels like some sort of like formation or something. But yeah, you can see on the top, the top left, you can see something that looks very similar. So I don't think it's a goblin or anything like that. I think that it's just something, something natural. Okay. I'm going to um, play it on my computer and the waterfall is so loud, so I won't hear anything you say for just a second. Okay, fair. Now it gives me goosebumps. It's it's got a little face. <laughs> it kind of does, and kind of doesn't at the same time. It's it's really hard to like to to know, but how casual she was and how like quick she was going back to posting like boudoir photos <laughs> leads me to believe that she really didn't think anything of it. So. Get it girl yeah so yeah definitely check it out it's very interesting tweet at a bitch or tweet at nick or tweet at oddity files and let us know what you guys think nick is at i am nick floyd i'm at kitsy duncan or at oddity files i think it's super interesting the more i watch it the more it looks like nothing i'm not gonna lie but still super cool (laughs) yeah i'm i'm here for it Okay, you may have heard or may not have heard, but our newest podcast partner is freaking Chewy, guys. I know, we we talk about our pets all the time, and we kind of love our pets a little too much, just like you guys. But we're always looking for ways to save money in these current financial times. Chewy's it. Type in tinyurl.com slash ofchewy, you can help support the podcast. I personally get both our dog's food and our dog's treats and a couple other things sent on a monthly basis directly from Chewy with their subscription service. So please check it out. Please help us out by subscribing to all of your Chewy goods at tinyurl.com slash OF Chewy. My dogs will thank you. Are you looking for that next great read? Well, I've got you because I wrote it. Head on over to Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com and order yourself a copy of my book, I'd Rather Talk to Dead People, where I tell you the ins and the outs of my paranormal journey thus far. If you've watched the TV show Oddity Files on Amazon Prime or YouTube, this is the perfect companion piece to give you an inside look on what was going on inside my head during my most prominent investigations to date. Again, Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. Just search I'd Rather Talk to Dead People by Kitsy Duncan. Thank you. Extra, extra, read all about it. Okay, so that was lame. But we have a new merch store, my friends. Head on over to tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Guys, 
we've got everything there. We're still adding more. The prices are much more cost effective there and this store is so easy to navigate. What are you waiting for? Head on over to tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Get your merch on. I think you go first. I cannot remember. Last week was a blur, to be completely honest. So I do not. I, no. Yes, you do. do um, I? I just edited it. <laughs> I think I'd pay it, attention a little more. Um, yeah. I don't know what story I did. Okay. <laughs> I trust you. I don't know. So you, don't hate us, listeners. You know, you know better. If not, you can like just swap our stories right <laughs> there we go uh, all right well then let's uh, let's tell some stories this one is not necessarily a story this one i guess would be an investigation Ooh, um look at you there's a lot of interest on the podcast i feel like you mentioned it briefly in in a deep dive that you did not too long ago um but because there's so much interest in this across the board um with our listeners i felt like this was a very good story uh, to do today um because maybe it could help some people. Well, that's so always we a good day on Oddity Files if we're helping people because it rarely happens. Yeah. And it's also, it, it kind of like, cr- there's a crossroads here of like paranormal shit. And then. Oh, did and you then- just say paranormal crossroad? I think you did. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I Road.com. Check it out, guys. <laughs> we, need like, we need like a horn, like a reggae horn to hit every time. <laughs> uh, all right. So here we go. You wake up unable to move, barely able to breathe. You feel an oppressive weight on your chest and you sense some evil presence in the room. The old hag strikes. Ooh. Got you right where you were sleeping. A reader writes about a year and a half ago, I was awoken in the night by a strong, warm breeze. I couldn't move and couldn't scream. It lasted about 30 seconds and was gone. I saw nothing last week. It happened again. I was lying in bed and again was awoken. I felt a very strong force holding me down. I couldn't sit up. I tried to scream for my daughter and I couldn't get any noise to come out. I tried to hit the wall with my arm and this force would not let me. It again lasted about 30 seconds and was over. I really don't believe in ghosts and didn't see anything at all. I'm just really scared and confused. Have you ever had a similar experience? The above incident is a classic example example of what has become known as old hag syndrome. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a deep dive. <laughs> and one of such uh, one of many such letters I receive from readers each month. The victims awake to find that they can't move, even though they can see, hear, feel, and smell. There is sometimes the feeling of a great weight on the chest, the sense that there is a sinister evil or presence in the room. And like the above reader, they are often quite frightened about what's happening to them. The name of the phenomenon comes from the superstitious, superstitious, golly, shit. Uh, the, the name of the phenomenon comes from the superstitious belief that a witch or an old hag sits or rides the chests of the victims. Oh, this just got dirty. Yeah, it did. Uh, (laughs) Sometimes the witches just want to go for a little ride, uh, rendering them immobile. 
Although that explanation isn't taken very seriously nowadays, the perplexing and often very frightening nature of the phenomenon leads many people to believe that there are supernatural forces at work, ghosts or demons. The experience is so frightening because the victims, although paralyzed, seem to have full use of their senses. In fact, it is often accompanied by strange smells, the sound of approaching footsteps, apparitions of weird shadows or glowing eyes, and the oppressive weight on the chest making breathing difficult, if not impossible. All of the body's senses are telling the victims that something real and unusual is happening to them. The spell is broken and the victims recover often on the point of losing consciousness. Fully awake and well, they fully awake and well, they sit up completely baffled by what just happened since now the room is entirely normal. Confronted with such bizarre and irrational experience, it's no wonder that many victims fear that they have been attacked in their beds by some malevolent spirit, demon, or perhaps an alien visitor. The phenomenon occurs to both men and women of various ages and seems to happen to about 15% of the population at least once in a lifetime. It can occur while the victim's sleeping during the day or night, and it is a worldwide phenomenon that has been documented since ancient times. In the second century, the Greek physician Galen attributed it to indigestion. Good Lord, those I's, T's, O's. Words are so fucking hard. Yeah, they are. Uh, according to the Encyclopedia of Ghosts and Spirits by Rosemary Ellen Gilly. Some individuals suffer repeated attacks over a limited period of time, and others have repeated attacks over the years. The scientific explanation behind this uh, is also known as sleep paralysis, which we've had many readers write in. Um, not knowing a lot about sleep paralysis specifically, but experience all, uh, experiencing a lot of things that are basically old hag syndrome. The director, I like that name better, by the way. Yeah, it it, it, it leans into the supernatural piece mm -hmm. of it all because a lot of it is very supernatural. The director of the Sleep Disorder Center at the Veterans Administration Medical Center in Houston. Uh, Dr. Max is what we'll call him, says that sleep paralysis occurs when the brain is in the transition state between deep dreaming sleep, known as REM sleep for its rapid eye movement, and waking up. During REM dreaming sleep, the brain has turned off most of the body's muscle functions so we cannot act out our dreams. We are temporarily paralyzed. In an article titled, Help, I Can't Move, Florence Cardinal writes, sleep paralysis is often accompanied by vivid hallucinations. There may be a sense someone's in the room or even hovering over you. And at other times, there seems to be pressure on the chest as though someone or something has perched itself there. There may even be sexual attacks associated with the hallucinations. The sound of footsteps, doors opening and closing, voices, all can be a very frightening part of sleep paralysis. These are known as <laughs> hypnagogic and hypno hypnopompic experiences. Well done. Well Thank done. you. Thank you. I'm a scholar. Uh, and they are <laughs> what people uh, dread an episode of sleep paralysis. For all their explanations, however, the sleep experts still don't know what causes the brain to screw up like this or why some people experience it more than others. But there are some theories. Episodes of paralysis can occur when the body is in any position, but happen most frequently when the sleeper is lying flat on his or her back. Mm -hmm. Intense fear is common, but sometimes other strong emotions such as sadness or anger are present. 
which also Florence Cardinal said in another article called The Terror of Sleep Paralysis. It's like she writes like horror fiction about (laughs) about sleep paralysis. Right? And those headlines are just so on point. (laughs) Yeah, they absolutely are. Uh, For some, sleep paralysis is often brought about by not getting enough sleep or being overtired. Likewise, disrupted sleep schedules or uh, circadian rhythm disturbances can produce an episode of sleep paralysis. Um, it's more common in people who suffer from severe anxiety or bipolar disorder. disorder. Uh, and a study found that 35% of subjects with isolated sleep paralysis also report a history of wake panic attacks unrelated to the experience of paralysis. So how can you prevent old hag syndrome or sleep paralysis? I didn't According, know you could. I'm so excited right you, now. You can. This whole This article had everything. It was just it. all packaged in. Um, according to clinical research, you may be able to minimize the episodes by following good sleep hygiene. And that is get enough sleep, reduce stress, exercise regularly, but not close to bedtime and keep a regular sleep schedule. Well, that is so much easier said than done, little missy pants. Oh, it is. But leave it to Florence Cardinal to come in and say, for some people, this may not be possible. So instead, let's look at ways to escape from the grip of sleep paralysis or old hag syndrome. The best remedy is to will yourself to move, even if it's only the wiggling of your little finger. This is often sufficient to break the spell. If you can manage it, scream. Your roommate may not appreciate it, but it's better than suffering through a long and fear-filled episode. If all else fails, seek professional help. It all sounds like good advice, And the bottom line is that you really have nothing to fear in a paranormal sense from sleep paralysis. That old hag you feel perched on your chest may be nothing more than the anxiety of living in a stressful world. Well done. There, you know, I mean, every time, I mean, we've talked about it a few times and every time I'm like, you know, I think it's this, but you hit all the nails on the head. Again, I've only had it happen twice. I never felt anything on my chest. I never saw anything in the room that wasn't there. Um, But if it does happen again, I will try to move my pinky. If I can remember in that state, I don't even know if that's a thing. But I swear when the both times I've had it happen, it felt like it was hours. And I'm, yeah. I have no idea how long it actually was. She's all, the, at the beginning of the article. You're like, it was 30 seconds. I'm like, fuck your 30 seconds, girl, because yeah. it, it seems like an eternity every time it happens to me. Well, and, and there was another article that I was reading before this one, which it, the old hack syndrome piece, it can, it just, there was article after article that was kind of just falling down this rabbit hole, but there were actually people, um, back when when no one knew what this was, who genuinely believed there was something supernatural and paranormal that was happening and it caused people to basically go mad because they genuinely thought that there was something more to this than it just being sleep paralysis. Right. So, I mean, a lot of people today still think it. That's why I'm always like, Google sleep paralysis. That's yeah. all you had. You're fine. There was nothing on your chest. Just Google sleep paralysis. But now I'm going to say check out episode 131 of Oddity Files, the podcast. Yeah, it's, it, I guess in some cultures as well, depending on on what your background, what your heritage and things like that are, just like when you say, like step on a crack, break your, your mother's back, there 
are this is apparently like a common thing that said that's like oh the old hag is sitting on your chest okay so that i mean this is uh, i think it's a lot of like norwegian um it kind of ties back to like norwegian folklore there's a lot of callbacks to that specifically but yeah i didn't know this was a common thing where it's like if you suffer from sleep paralysis or, or any form of it it's like oh the old hag sitting on your chest again huh interesting so well done, sir. I love that. You. Thank so, you. A little bit of everything. And I did learn something. Look at the good you did. <laughs> good job. Good job. Now it's, your, now it's your turn. You tell me, enlighten me. Okay. Well, let's throw just some commercials real quick, and I shall tell you a story. <laughs> Yay. Need more scares in your life? Well, duh. We've got you. Just head over to tinyurl.com slash get shutter and you'll automatically get seven days free of this all horror, all the time streaming network. From their endless selection of the best in horror, the original programming and exclusive content to their flexible membership plans. Shutter is exactly what you need. Plans start at under five bucks a month and yes, you can cancel at any time. I mean, what are you waiting for? Tinyurl.com slash get shutter. Tinyurl.com slash get shutter. G-E-T-S-H-U-D-D-E-R. Let's get scared. Not every haunting is driven by evil. It happens even in the most mundane of places. Down the block around the corner, and sometimes in our own homes. Paranormal Crossroad is here to bridge the gap between the living and the dead. Are you living through a haunting at home or at work? Do you need answers? Contact the all-female paranormal research team today. Go to pxroad.com to get the answers you seek. Are you a coffee addict like me? Well, check out Bones Coffee Company. Coffee isn't just a drink that wakes you up in the morning. It's an experience. When you brew a pot of Bones Coffee Company coffee, they want you to have the best experience you've ever had. They only roast carefully selected beans to perfection in small batches to ensure that you get the freshest coffee delivered straight to your door. The care given to each of those small batches is evidenced through the rich, full-bodied, and exceptionally smooth taste you'll get out of every cup of Bones Coffee Company you drink. You guys, this is amazing. First and foremost, I love coffee. I love wine and I love bourbon, but I love coffee. So check it out and help out the podcast. Go to tinyurl.com slash Bones Coffee. Get your coffee fix and help out your favorite podcast. We appreciate you. Do you have big dreams and think you'd love to run your own business? You might see a need in your community or the world that you think you can help fill. Or maybe you just really crave the freedom to work from when and where you want. I'm Jackie Pretzman, and I help women to create businesses they love. I've partnered with Oddity Files to bring you details about Dream Business Bootcamp, my online course to kickstart your business in six weeks. 
In the course, we cover everything from getting clear on your business idea to creating and pricing your first offering, getting your business online, and then actually attracting ideal customers who want to pay you for what you do. Now, Dream Business Bootcamp is opening for enrollment this month, and Kitsy has something special to share just for Oddity Files listeners. She's right, guys. I do. Here's your special link for Jackie's Dream Business Bootcamp. Go to tinyurl.com slash dreambusinessbootcamp today. Thanks, Jackie. Find out why people are calling Paranormal Crossroads a great spiritual journey or groundbreaking, heartfelt, funny. This new series is absolutely amazing. Just head to tinyurl.com slash paranormalxroad. That's the letter X. This all-female paranormal team, including myself, Kitsy Duncan, KJ, and spirit medium. Tiffany Rice. Go where no paranormal show has gone before. We head to people's homes and places of work where they're dealing with a haunting of any kind. Nine times out of ten, there's happy tears, there's laughter. This is the paranormal show you've been waiting for. We're adding new episodes monthly, and this is a show you don't want to miss. No screaming, no demons, all the love, light, peace, and positivity, and bringing family members closure. Head on over to tinyurl.com slash paranormalxroad. That's X as in the letter X. Okay, are you ready? I was born ready. Ah, I love it. So I'm about to tell you the story of the Black Monk of Pontefract, and that story goes a little something like this. In 1966, the Pritchard family moved into a home located at number 30 East Drive in Pontefract, East Yorkshire. Thanks to the guy on Instagram told me it's not Shire, but it's Shire, UK. Uh, there was nothing odd about or going on in this house. I'm, you know, blah, blah, blah. okay. <laughs> get it out, get it out. <laughs> there was nothing odd about or going on in the house until August. Three of the family members, parents, Jean and Joe, and daughter, Diane, age 12, were on vacation. At the Pritchard residence remained son Philip and grandmother, Sarah Scholes. The first indication of ghostly activity came when Sarah felt a distinct gust of cold air while sitting in the home. It seemed so strange as it was a warm summer day, but it was only the beginning. Dun, dun, dun. Moments later, Philip entered the room where Sarah was and noticed a white powdery substance in the air, which soon began to collect on the floor. Sarah was already getting an uneasy feeling and went to get her daughter, Maria, who lived across the street. Maria saw the powder on the floor, but could offer no idea as to what it was and went to the kitchen to get a cloth to clean it up. It's like, oh, it's floating in the air. <laughs> just let me clean this shit up. Mom, just <laughs> do your babysitting work. Okay. As she entered the kitchen, she noticed that a puddle of water had formed in the middle of the floor. She checked for any links from the plumbing, but found nothing. Soon more puddles began to form and Maria turned off the water to the kitchen and called the water board. 
which I'm assuming is like the plumber in the UK, or it might be, you know, some government. I don't even know. <laughs> A few hours later, an inspector arrived, but could find no cause for the mysterious puddles. And soon they just seemed to stop. They just disappeared. Later that same day at about 7 p.m., Philip entered the kitchen to find dry tea leaves and sugar was scattered all over the countertop. As Sarah responded to his call, a cabinet door began to vibrate. Without thinking about it, Philip just grabbed the door and the vibrations instantly ceased. Now, if I had a dime for every time something like that happened around me, like, you know, you just think it's the house or the dryer or the washer or something. And you put your hand on it and it stops. So now I'm rethinking every episode of that I've lived through. <laughs> then the two heard a loud crash coming from the living room area. As they approached the stairs, the stairway light came on on its own and they saw a plant, which had been at the bottom of the stairs, was now sitting about halfway up and the pot it was in was sitting at the top of the stairs. I thought that was really interesting. Sarah again called her daughter to the house because Sarah can't handle shit on her own, apparently. <laughs> and all three witnessed the continuing activity in the kitchen. Cabinet doors were shaking, dishes were rattling, and the puddles of water on the floor had returned. And the three just up and left the house for the night. I mean, what else are you going to do? When the other family members returned from vacation, all paranormal activity had ceased. Two years passed quietly, and the strange phenomenon appeared to have been a bizarre, isolated event. Until it wasn't. Um, witnessed by all family members and visitors to the house, daughter Diane seemed to be the focus of, nope, the focus of the increasingly <laughs> violent phantom being thrown from her bed. On several occasions, the Pritchard haunting continues on for several years, during which time two exorcisms were performed. The results, which. Nope, the results, however, did not bring about the desired results. Who wrote this shit? <laughs> um, in fact, things became worse. The family began to call the entity Fred. I mean, that's such a benign name for, you know, somebody who's throwing your daughter around the fucking house. Yeah, Fred? I, not what I would think of at all. Uh, yeah. It's very casual. I wouldn't yeah. even name a dog Fred. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Literally. Um, at this point, no one in the Pritchard house had seen any type of ghostly figure that could have been responsible for the paranormal events. But that changed one night when Gene and Joe were woke by a figure in their bedroom which they described as, quote, a black monk, unquote. Now, is it a black man who's a monk or a monk dressed in black? I just really feel like that quote was leaving me hanging. Over the next couple of weeks, the black monk would be seen by all of the family members, both inside and outside of the home. Soon after the appearance of the black monk apparition, all paranormal activity suddenly stopped again and appeared to be gone for good as many years passed. The author Tom Cuniff later identified the poltergeist as a 16th century monk who was hung for the rape and murder of a little, it doesn't say little girl, of a girl during the reign of Henry VIII. 
V-I-I is the eighth, I believe. Ever since, the poltergeist has been known as the Black Monk of Pontefract. Intriguingly, the Pritchard's house was said to have been built next to the site of the town's gallows. The events that occurred in the house have been recreated in director, here everybody's got homework, in director Pat Holden's 2012 horror film, When the Lights Went Out. Jean Pritchard was Holden's aunt, and she witnessed many of the incidents firsthand. However, as the film about the haunting hit cinemas and public interest in the haunting rose, sparking numerous visitors to the house, locals say the Black Monk of Pontefract, that's so fucking hard to say. You guys, I am nailing this shit. I'm just telling you. (laughs) Black Monk of Pontefract is beginning to stir again. Current next-door neighbor, Carol Fieldhouse, said things started to take a sinister turn shortly after the film was released. Well, of course they did, Carol. Carol didn't know the former owner, Philip Pritchard, had just sold the long, empty property to the film producers, Bill Bungay. B-U-N-G-A-Y, Bungay? Not sure. In a newspaper interview, Carol, this bitch, said she had seen Philip tidying up the front garden, and I quote, I went out and asked him if he'd sold it to one of his nephews. I thought it must have been one of them because I knew they were deaf. (laughs) And I'd, I'd heard the telly blasting out all night. He said, there's no TV in there. It's empty. Then he turned pale and said, God, it's started again. And she hadn't seen him since. The property is now owned by the movie producer, Pil Bunjay, who decided to buy the house after making his movie when the lights went out, which was based loosely on, as loosely as movies are, on the Pritchard's experience. (laughs) Originally, he just thought it was a cool marketing technique to have a premiere in the house that inspired the movie. And I'm going to say he was fucking right. I would have killed to have been at that. He was skeptical about Fred's existence and believed that he, if he had ever been there, then he was probably long gone. However, a string of strange experiences has now changed his opinion of the house. 30 East Drive is now open to visitors, although the owners do not recommend staying the night and will even try to discourage you from doing so, the website clearly states that this is not a traditional bed and breakfast and visitors will not be covered by insurance if they choose to visit. You might think that this is not the smartest of business plans. (laughs) Of course it is. But the waiting list is long and the house is booked solid up to a year in advance. Wow. As avid ghost hunters clamor to spend the night in the property and get the chance of their own encounter with the black monk. There are of course some house rules. All visitors must sign a waiver releasing the owner of liability. Alcohol is forbidden as is the use of Ouija boards. The owners also request that no visitors attempt an exorcism on the property. Not that it would work anyway, but it tends to make Fred mad. I've signed releases when, you know, back when I used to invest, investigate notorious haunted locations is you don't try to, you are not allowed to try to cross the spirit over or spirits. I feel like that was when I did the, 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 uh, 
Casadega Hotel, that was that was the same thing. It's yeah. like you, you you can't attempt to do that. I mean, it makes sense. You're making money off the ghosts, but what if they want peace? I'm just saying. Just put yep. that out there. Okay. Some money, of the house. Money. Yeah. Money, 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 money. <laughs> God, I got to stop singing. Some of the house rules pertain directly to Fred himself. He prefers the kettle to remain unplugged, but filled when not in use. And visitors are asked to respect that to avoid incurring one of Fred's trademarks. Trademark destructive tantrums say that 10 times fast fred's favorite party trick is moving marbles around not only will he roll them or throw them but they sometimes appear to drop through the ceiling or appear out of thin air i am there for that literally poltergeist the movie shit i'm just saying you gotta go there someday Some visitors have even claimed to have had marbles appear in their homes and other locations after leaving East Drive. Keys are also a favorite trigger object for Fred. One of the things that happened to the Pritchards originally was that a bunch of old keys dropped down the chimney. These days, Fred will often... Choking on my own spit again. These days, Fred will often steal unattended keys. And on one occasion, the house keys showed up inside the vacuum cleaner. I am here for this. What? (laughs) Which apparently doesn't work. And it's simply a prop. The paranormal activity is not just limited to the house either. Neighbors also report the shadowy figure in their gardens and have experienced mild activity in their homes. Almost done, kids. Fred has also been known to have had violent and destructive outbursts from time to time, presumably when he's offended or disrespective. No, disrespected, which (laughs) Fred, I understand completely. Yeah, I'd be pissed too. Yeah, he gets no respect, Rodney Dangerfield, for all of us old folks. On one notable occasion, the bed in Dion's old bedroom was destroyed and the room trashed at around 4 a.m. on a night when the house was unoccupied. Okay. Who the fuck was disrespecting him when the house was unoccupied? The kitchen has also been found in a state of disarray on occasion. The house continues to attract teams of paranormal investigators from all over Europe and has fe- has been featured on many paranormal television, show- television shows, including Most Haunted and Paranormal Lockdown. That Paranormal Lockdown episode is one of my all-time favorites. I do loves me some Paranormal Lockdown with Nick Groff and Katrina Weidman. I'm so pissed it's not on anymore. But I found out last week, Scarefest, which is one of the shows CPO does. Um, it's in Lexington, Kentucky. Nick's going to be there. So I'm so oh, excited. Say hello. Get him on the podcast. Have him tell a story. I, well, I met him once fangirled completely asked him for an awkward prom photo and he looked at me like i was bat shit crazy so i don't know if i'll even speak to him my Aww. wingmen were anomalian.com hauntedrooms.co.uk and room morgue dun, dun, dun. that uh good old fred fred Good old Fred. What a guy. Like Fred Flintstone. 
Yeah, he sounds harmless. It doesn't sound like he hurt. He doesn't sound like he wants to hurt anybody. He just sounds like he's just trying to live his life. Piss that people are being shitty to him. Yeah, maybe that little girl was a dick. We don't. Yeah. Know. Well, like maybe he did want to be feared. Like maybe he felt like he wasn't anything to be afraid of, and everyone's treating him like he's some sort of spooky monster. Like, come on, guys, yeah. just be nice. Just love him. I feel that so hard, Nick. I agree. Um, but on that paranormal lockdown episode, I believe it was the beginning of season two or three. It was very dramatic how they got there. Um, Nick was at some house. Nick and Katrina were at some house here in the U.S. And he heard Pontefract come over on whatever box they use. And he's like, this is a sign. I have to go to Pontefract. Blah, 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 blah. And they go and they got some badass apparition on like a security camera footage. It was amazing. So I definitely highly recommend. I believe it's on discovery plus. Yeah, it is. So, um, loves me some Nick Groff, but I also love when you guys send us your store. I'm sorry. Were you done Nick? Oh yeah. No continue. (laughs) I love it when y'all send stories and we're still running low. I'm not going to get into it, but motherfuckers, send us your stories. Okay. This one starts off. Hi, Kitsy. Hi, Nick. Please keep me anonymous for this one. Oh, hello. I know. Just looking for your thoughts and or ideas on this scenario that I've been going through in my life. I Googled this question. Should I keep my mom's ashes? And the internet told me, It can remain for a long time. Because of this, their energy can still be felt by the living. In truth, the dead never leave us, but are in another dimension of existence. There's nothing wrong with keeping a loved one's ashes in the house. So the writer went on to say, I've been pondering this. My mother passed away somewhat recently, and I have her ashes. Her ashes are sealed in a clear bag, which is placed in a nice tin that reflects her heritage. I've also asked myself, why am I keeping these ashes? Mom and I had an awkward relationship. In my eyes, we weren't close. I would have loved to have had a mom that I could have a real conversation with, but I did not. Most times she would talk over me or criticize my thoughts and ideas and would also frequently speak poorly of others that I cared about. Whenever I pushed myself to visit her, I found myself full of anxiety to the point where I could feel every nerve in my body on edge. I'd feel nervous simply because I had no idea what to expect. Was this going to be a pleasant visit or was this going to be one of those visits where I'm bolting out the door after only a few hours? Angst, nervousness, sorrow, anger. I felt all of these emotions before, during, and after a visit. One day last week, while I was searching in the closet where her ashes are, I began to feel all of these emotions. And then it hit me. Not only did I feel these emotions around my mother, but I also felt these same emotions every time I sensed any other presence. For example, while my wife and I were house hunting, on occasion, we would enter a home and instantly pick up on a possible spirit. I would get the feeling as though a heavy blanket had been draped over my head and shoulders. The room would feel very foreboding and we would stop, pay attention to it, but then leave a little quicker than usual. 
Sometimes I felt very unwanted, like I was trespassing, and I would feel angst, nervousness, sorrow, and sometimes even anger. Now I'm wondering, should I even keep my mom's ashes? That negative energy appears to still be there in my home after she passed, holding on to me. Thoughts? Uh, That's a lot. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, I, that one left me speechless, I think. But it makes sense. I mean, like I always, always say, and it's no offense to anonymous, but sounds like your mom was a bit of an asshole. And if you're an asshole in life, you're going to be an asshole in death. So it, it makes sense. And like when she would go house hunting, uh, she'd feel those feelings. But you're walking into what that spirit feels is their house. They're going to look at you like, um, what the fuck are you doing here? Right. You know, I think that's why so many ghost hunters get the get out, leave, things like that, because that's their house. To that spirit, that is their house. And you are trespassing on their property. So I say... If if your siblings don't want to take the ashes, I mean, don't just throw them in the trash. I mean, she was your mom. So I say just find a place where you can bury them that's nowhere near your home, maybe somewhere she enjoyed, um, or spread the ashes somewhere. But I bet this mother didn't even enjoy anything. So I don't know. You got it. Just get rid of it. You'll find somewhere great. Yeah, that's it. definitely... Yeah, uh, you 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 put it perfectly. But it's it's something I never thought about with people that have been cremated. I mean, they they're literally sitting in your house. So. Yeah, it's not. There is nothing. It's not like a a piece for piece of furniture that belonged to them or whatever. It's like it is truly. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely an interesting perspective for sure. Well, we had that one story a few months ago where uh, the guy's dad ashes were being like his dad, you know, doing silly things to, you know, let his family members know he was there. So, yeah, it's probably not best to keep the ashes of somebody that gave you anxiety. Let's just put that out there as a blanket rule. Make sure, give it to some other family member. <laughs> Let's make yep. a pact, kids. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Or find like a lot, like a safe lockbox type situation. There you go. Put it in, in like the bank. What yeah. do called it? The bank. The vault? Yes. No, the the boxes. Damn it. It's not important. <laughs> Guys, send us your stories. I'm not even kidding. I'm I'm really not kidding. Oddity Files crew at gmail.com. Check out all the stuff and all the things. Flow.page slash oddity files. You guys are the fucking best. You know, mm -hmm. we're lacking in stories and it's all your fault. But other than that, you guys are the best. And special shout out to all y'all. Keep those reviews coming everywhere, especially on the Apple podcast, because Nick will bribe you and pay you to do so. Go back a couple episodes, find out the rules and conditions on that one. A huge shout out to our Patreon producers, Donald Blanchflower, Doug Malden Locke, and Ryan Hoke. I am Kitsy Duncan. No, I'm not. I'm <laughs> Kitsy Duncan. Where does the new fucking cool? And I'm Nick Floyd. Ghost on. Words are hard. Oddity Files is part of the Just What I Needed Network. 
we hope were just what you needed. The podcast is brought to you by the Oddity Files TV show. Have you heard of it? Have you watched it? Head on over to Amazon Prime Video and check out Oddity Files, a three-season investigative paranormal show. Music provided by James Grice. Please support us via Patreon, patreon.com slash oddityfiles. Give a little, give a lot. It helps support the podcast. And we appreciate our producers, Donald Blanchflower, Doug Malden-Locke, and Ryan Hoke. We have a merch store. Can't get enough of Oddity Files? Wear us on your body. tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Please support our partners. Every little bit helps. Rate, review, and subscribe, especially on Apple Podcasts. It's what helps us get the word out there. And you know, we can always use a new weirdo or two. Come hang out with us on our Facebook fan group. Just search Oddity Files fan group. All kinds of fun stuff. You can win things. You can read memes. You can buy cool shit. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate you more than you'll ever know. Okay, go. I'm done. What are you still doing here? Just get out of here. God, I love Ferris Bueller. <laughs>